Serendipity, the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. The episode of today is solidly based on serendipity. Hello everybody and welcome to Brumwagoon. You will not get there on a road bike. How are you doing people? I'm doing pretty good. I'm in this kind of situation when I'm trying to develop something different. In this period of the year I was usually into the Holy Week. This year Holy Week number three was supposed to be in France starting from La Malmotte and then Alpe d'Huez, Isoire and all this kind of thing but Covid and so all of us, myself, Simon, Donato, Louis, Lele, we are just forced to stay home. But I'm discovering a bit the background here and I can tell you that I'm getting a lot of fun thanks to my open up. It's really the perfect situation where you want to be, even if you wanted to be somewhere else, but yeah, who cares? Riding your bike, enjoying your surroundings, also spending a bit of time in a place where you live but where you don't really enjoy with all the time that you have is a good point. We always try to rush here and there to find something different, where we can find something different, where we are. Thanks a lot for listening. And if you have time and if you want, and if you think that it's something valuable, the episodes that I'm creating, just remember that you can share, review, and rate this episode wherever you find them. I'm talking about Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere, really, really everywhere. Um, yeah, so thanks also to Open and Andy Kessler, as I was telling you before, I am enjoying a lot my uh, Open Up, it's really great. And the episode of today, as you understood from the intro of it, is about serendipity. Let's jump into a story. So I was on the Instagram and because in this period I'm pretty interested on videos about cargo bikes and cargo and way alternative way to transport things and people. Well, yeah, I wrote on the Instagram, on Instagram stories. Can somebody let me know if somebody made um, a good adventure or something similar into a car on a cargo bike? A lot of answers and one really hit my imagination. It was the one from Andrea. Andrea Girlanda is a community man Italian community manager of Komut. And he told me, Stefano, look, it's not really adventures, the ones that Luca does on his bullet, but for sure you need to have a talk to him because he's a great person, he's a great artist, and you're gonna have a lot of fun talking. And for sure the bullet the bullet, the bullet is involved in that. And that's what I've done. I contacted Luca, Luca Di Maggio, artist from Milan, but with a nomad experience all over the world with his pieces and art pieces and murals and all the art that he produces. We got in contact straight away, we had the first shot and then everything came up really naturally, like you can listen on the episode of today. I hope you're gonna enjoy, it's gonna be a deep conversation about art, self-expression, and the way of transportation, why or way of living your life and how to feel comfortable with what you do. And I think it's a perfect way to to get into this period. And I hope you enjoy it. I will talk to you later. Huh? Cool. Then all the times it seems like you are doing, you're looking for something and then you are getting something else, but still it's super rich. And that's exactly the story of this small 
piece of content that we are gonna put live today. And just because I went out, I think with an Instagram story and I said, okay, somebody knows, somebody who goes around with this um, yeah, cargo bike or bullet or whatever to make crazy things, travels and stuff. Then I got an answer from Andrea from Komut. And he told me, I don't know if he does so many travels with it, but for sure you need to look and talk with Luca, Luca Di Maggio, because with his bullet he's doing amazing, th amazing things and he's also a super great artist. Putting stuff together and here we are and talking today with Luca. Hi Luca, how you doing? Hi, I'm pretty fine. The sun is shining today, I'm outside. The bicycle <laughs> was perfect. <laughs> I can hear a bit the birds out there. Excuse me? I can hear some birds singing. Yeah, around. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The song, yeah, the song of uh, nature. <laughs> yeah, I like being uh, in parks or like open air, for sure. But it's not so polluted, right? Probably now with this kind of weird periods that we're living, Milan is not so, yeah, gray as usual. What do you think? Well, let's say that uh, the air got fresher and like uh, cleaner for sure. Mm. Uh, when everything was closed, like there were no cars and, uh, uh, well, not that we could go out, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, kind of uh, clean the air. So it's kind of uh, nice. That's perfect. Well, th thanks a lot for the first couple of words. I could actually for sure maybe introduce you and saying how cool is your art around your masterpiece. I would say things that you can see as murales or drawings or... Yeah, everything that you can see around, also T-shirts and other and other stuff. But probably it could be better for all of us, apart from saying, okay, you can check at everything that Luca is doing on his Instagram account, this Mister Di Maggio. But probably you can give us a bit more, a better introduction that I could do about yourself, of course. I think uh, I don't really. For me, it's not really important if I draw, paint, I do murals or whatever. It's like being outdoor and uh, reaching the places uh, most of the time by bicycle where I paint is what makes me happy. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I just need, I have a, a basic need in life to just be outside. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that's why I decided to, to interpret my life like this, simple. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you know what, I was checking at your pieces around and yeah. also as you were saying, okay, you're talking about your attachment to your love for outdoor. And then you said that usually you move around by bike. And I can see also from your pieces that bicycle is really a constant, is really present. Let's start from there. How bicycle popped in your life? Well, uh, as far as I remember, mm -hmm. I always had a bicycle. Okay. And I have a picture. My mom gave me a picture like some years ago where I was like a kid and I was uh, having uh, this picture is represented. I am on a red bicycle. Okay. Um, but I never really got in love. I mean, I've always had a bicycle, always used it, but I never got in love uh, till. Maybe 15 years ago where, uh, well, I remember I had a bike that they stole once I was a kid. Yeah. And for that, I was really, I don't know, it was the saddest time of my life for like a week. I was crying. I was in my, it was a Salta Foss, this, uh, like, uh, <laughs> I got one as well. When I was a kid, I was used to have one as well. Yeah. Uh, after that, I don't know. I got uh, I got into Vespas and and two wheels, but with the engine. And then after, as I said, fifteen years ago, I don't know. I started. 
cycling and cycling and then at one point i designed as i was working as a graphic designer and i designed a t-shirt jersey for a, a cycling touring club whatever and they gave me like a, a, a bonus to spend at their bicycle shop and i got oh, wow. yeah one uh rusted frame but super nice uh and we turned into fixed gear and i don't know and then I started working as a bike messenger for years. So, and then I never stopped pedaling. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's make a lot, makes a lot of sense. Once as you start again, riding the bike is difficult that you can really, you can really stop at a certain point. But talking about yeah. that, maybe still talking about a bit about bikes. So you said okay, from the red bike that you had in the picture that you mentioned, then yeah. you got the Salta Foss that got stolen, then yeah. the rusty bike that yeah. uh, then you actually transform into a fixed gear and you work with that as a bike yeah. passenger. What yeah. about now? What bicycle and which bicycles do you have? Okay, now I have a, a Cinelli Nemo uh-huh. caliper, uh, which I adore. And this is a, one of the most important bikes of my life because I... Uh, I don't know. I used it a lot. I mean, I'm still using it a lot, but I started using it in 2018, and that year was uh, a lot of uh, bicycle riding as anti-depression time. That's what I remember okay. a lot. So I'm really attached uh, psychologically and emotionally to that bike. It's, uh, you know, it's that bike you, when you're old, you look at it and say, damn, man with this bike <laughs> it was really my Corsa bike you know it's like my I did a lot of kilometers mm-hmm. and then I have a gravel bike okay uh, which is uh, has been giving me to from from TTG where uh, due to some co- collaboration painting collaboration on frames and I have a cargo bike which belongs to now to Moitz e-bikes uh, which is a shop cargo shop because we're going to do a project later on this year or next year in in bergamo mm-hmm. and, and then i have a a really old frame umberto day from 1945 wow. which is yeah which has been transformed uh, by paolo and into bicicletta d'annata <laughs> okay which is uh, uh how do you say in english contropedale i don't know ah, back uh, yeah i know the back pedal yeah the one that you are braking while going back i think it's in yeah exactly a, a kind of a dutch it, bike or stuff yeah yeah and it looks also rusted because it doesn't have any uh color on it and it reminds me of the first bike that i uh was working with that i told you about before so basically, I switch every day, not every day, but during, during the week, I switch these uh, four bicycles around okay. a lot. Okay, okay, okay. But actually, there is a component that here probably we are overseeing at the moment, apart from the bicycle one, and is the artistic thing and the artistic component, your artistic personality that we started talking from the beginning. And maybe let's have an overview on that, because I was checking from your website, your biography, and it seems like you started um, studying, I don't know, in uh, university as a lawyer, so law, but then at a certain point you move a bit more on the artistic side, so you studied as a graphic designer, whatever you are, I would say uh, 360 degrees artist. 
how and why did you make this change at a certain point? Or art was all the time, and self-expression was all the time something that was part of your life? Okay, uh, I start from your, by the, uh, for, from the end of your question. So, okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't say art at the beginning, but I would say uh, graphic design has always been my uh, obsession, even during school times, high school. I remember clearly uh, looking at every uh, snowboard catalog uh, there was about, and there was times where Barton, Sims, it was like a big, uh, a big movement, mm -hmm. and I was attracted from those graphics on the boards, on the t-shirts, and everywhere. Then uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm Italian, and. Uh, due maybe to some cultural decisions or whatever, I decided to study law to because my father studied law as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and I would say this is typical uh, cultural uh, like uh, uh, decision from the past. But also uh, my father died the, the, um, the year I started university. Oh. So it was kind of a gift I did for him and not for myself. And then after four years, I said, fuck it. I'm not going to fuck it. Use it. And uh, yeah, and I started working uh, in, in, I had different jobs. And in the meantime, I was going to graphic design school. Okay. So I actually graduated in graphic design and then worked as a graphic designer. Uh, and then I said, I got bored of it. And I said, I want to paint. I started painting my apartment. <laughs> okay. My, yeah. my living room all over and all over and all over again. So much that when I had to leave the apartment because the rent was over, I had to clean like for 10 days. Damn it. it was, uh, yeah. 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 So paint yeah. everything white again on the wall. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. I make everything nice so it can be as I found it. Not that it was broken, but it yeah. was kind of painted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was paint drops everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from there, how was the evolution then? From the uh, from that, I don't know. I started uh, doing a little bit of street art, like I was um, I was designing cartoons uh, on Illustrator and then printing them out as characters and then paste them up outside on the streets. It was like the big uh, period of the street art in Europe. Mm -hmm. And since then, I never stopped. Uh, like, I don't know, somehow I retained that art is uh, uh, a way uh, of escaping, mm -hmm. uh, something that makes my mind free and my soul satisfied. And therefore, I continue doing it. I mean, I was lucky enough that I did a lot of jobs. I had a lot of jobs um from 20 no i started working when i was 18 so i would say till 25 i learned to do i did a lot of experiences and and i said okay art is of course a way of living where it's not guaranteed like economically wise but uh freedom wise for sure okay. and there i am so and i'm still painting and I'm 42 years old. <laughs> and that's great. Uh, let me ask you this thing, and please feel free to not answer to tell me to shut up. It's not a problem. But uh, my question here would be, and it's quite straight, uh, how do you feel that? Because I, as you were saying, uh, being an artist is not 
an easy way of living because for sure economically wise it's probably not stable and you have so many things but on the other side it's an expression of freedom and on the other side as well i think that spirit spiritual wise and expression wise and personally wise it's really 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 fulfilling was is is it now let's start from here is it now really struggling and was it a huge struggle in order to get to a certain point where you could also decide okay let's make this as my full-time life and job? Uh, well, uh, more than a struggle, it has been many years that I didn't really know how to cope uh, in between making art and, and drawing and doing things and uh, getting money, you know? I mean, I retain that graphic design, for example, is something that uh, like we daily need uh, for logos for anything, books and whatever, but art, uh, painting, a drawing, not really. No, so I would say it's economically unnecessary, but uh, spiritually, uh, it's a must. No, for the for the person, for the people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then I understood, uh, and this goes along also knowing uh, yourself as a person. And I think the more you grow up, the more you introspect uh, yourself, the more you understand. So at one point I understood that uh, doing what I do makes me really fulfilled mm -hmm. and I'm really happy with it. So at the end, there is no really freedom, I believe, like uh, because any kind of choice we make, whatever it is, it's a choice and a choice leads to uh, a loss in, in another thing, no? Mm -hmm. So none of us is free, but as long as we're happy with what we're chosen, then that's freedom. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And actually with the things that you're doing now, with expressing 100% expressing yourself and living your life like it is right now, it's actually fulfilling. So for sure you're missing something that can be stability. But on the other side, you're fulfilling it with something else that is your passion. Yeah. But the thing is like this, also when you ride the bicycle, you hope you have the stability, you know, the, the balance. Of and course. In life it's the same. No? So, yeah. no, 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 you're completely right. And I really like this similarity because, yeah, of course, also on the bike, you have, of course, you have the feeling all the time that you have stability, that you have balance or whatever, but you can understand that just with a small stone or with a bit of bitter, a, a bit bigger grind of gravel you see that you can lose your balance and then you have to get back exactly balance again but that's why i think uh, uh, cycling it's it's cycling it's like pedaling it's like moving forward and it's uh, um, something that you can learn uh, i mean you can learn in life through cycling uh, the appreciations of uh, working and making your own choices i think you know mm. it's like when you when you when you're riding a bike and you have to get to a certain point, you have to get there. And sometimes you really don't want to, right? Or it's really fatigue or you're really stressed out uh, or fatigue and uh, you're hungry, but you still do it. And I think uh, making, uh, taking your own decisions uh, for working in life is like this. It's like, you know, it's going to be hard, but you know, you can do it anyhow, no? Mm -hmm. So that's it. Yeah. No, no, no. It makes it makes really a lot of sense. Sometimes you really don't enjoy your way of going somewhere, but yeah. you love once you arrive at the point and actually yeah. makes you appreciate a lot all the struggle that yeah. you got to arrive to a point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I think yeah, it's uh, I have a big respect of uh pedaling because it's moving your ass and and moving your brain as well, you know, and and it's a way of meditation. Uh, I don't know. Like painting, it's the same thing, you know, painting on big scale on the walls is like moving and meditating. It's like uh, sometimes it's so boring because you have to fill in with colors and and then uh, I don't know. It's like it's like pedaling, you know, but then at the end you get to a point where you like it and it's like kind of uh, addictive. <laughs> of course, that's an amazing thing. So you so you see a lot of similarities between riding your bikes or cycling and painting also in your daily life yeah and that's why i i i represent a lot of uh characters uh on a bike exactly I think, uh, let's go on that yeah. why you do that yeah. so i can understand that bicycle is such a big thing for your life but why all most of your subjects are really related to bike if not on the bike uh, <laughs> Because uh, that's a world I am uh, experiencing, and that's what I represent. But uh, it's not drawing for drawing. It's like okay, uh, uh, painting and drawing, uh, uh, like the emotions. I I kind of uh, would like to report the feelings I get when I buy when I bike on 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 the paintings. Or vice versa. I don't know how to explain it. It's uh, uh, I don't know. It's an emotion. Okay. Yeah. It's the perfect. Yeah, we can actually maybe make a synthesis of that, saying that is the perfect expression of the emotion that you live while you're riding the bike, and it's actually a good comparison yeah, to your whole life. Yeah, and vice versa too, because painting is also something that uh, uh, requires a lot of effort and the dedication dedication uh like cycling and practice and cycling is also that because you can i mean no matter how fast or slow you are but if you want to decide to travel on a bike you have to get from one point to another point and that's it there is no way in between no yeah of course of course and most of the time and i think that this is another similarity between art and uh yeah uh, and drawing and painting and riding the bike that most of the time first of all two things most of the time you don't appreciate what you're doing but then you appreciate it at the end second yeah. thing most of the time you have to finish what you started it's really difficult though can you think about can you think about i don't know starting a huge loop or whatever if even if you're struggling even if whatever you have to reach the main point that most of the time is the arrival point and also the third thing is that you really anyways enjoy everything that is around you from the colors to the nature to everything like this these are main similarities that i can see between art expression and cycling yeah and it's exactly training for your mind and training for the heart i would uh, translate it what you just said you know yeah. like this yeah definitely you grow you grow uh, i think uh, through like uh, cycling, you grow a lot through experiences, through... It's like I always say that it's like uh, living in a movie where you're pedaling and everything uh, on your sides of your eyes, you see a lot, you know, it's like a película running all the time. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, and I think also, if I can add this other thing, and I would love to hear um, your point of view on that, painting, so producing your art and expressing yourself like cycling means also an evolution for so many reasons. For example, you explained me 
really, really good. The evolution of yourself riding the bike. You started with kind of fixed gear to make your stuff and to earn your life. Then road cycling to meditating and to repeat all the times all the time and actually to get in the zone. Then you yeah. mentioned as well gravel riding. You mentioned as yeah. well now your cargo cycling that is actually the perfect tool for your art. And yeah. it's exactly thing. I think that also your your kind of style or your way of painting, your subjects and everything also evolved during your life. And that's what sure. an artist does. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, um, yeah, lovely question. I, I, I've started uh, drawing characters and now I evolved into these years in, uh, with computers, sorry, on Illustrator and then so digital. And now I make portraits uh, just with the brush and the color. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of, uh, I don't know, I started uh, painting then lately poster. Okay. Uh, uh, and then which I shaped it out, I cut it out and pasted on the wall. Uh, and now I make billboards, uh, six meters by three. Oh. Uh, in the center of Milan, as a, uh, it's a, as a work on ephemeral, like I, everything I, I con I'm, I'm concerned that everything is ephemeral in life. So <laughs> these posters are painted and paste. I'm painted in, in the studio and pasted on the billboard, and then they die. Uh, within time, the the paper just comes off, no, and. Uh, this is like a conceptual thing on on being ephemeral and because many people told me look why don't you um print it out and just paste it because i, I always say this would be an advertisement so from from shaped uh, characters i went into posters and and now from painting interiors in my home i'm painting big walls and murals and also smaller ones so uh the biggest part of my evolution was to remove many things and just to uh, uh, just to uh, trying to make everything possible with little things. And that's why I think the moving around with a bicycle is perfect. No. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You don't need so, so many that's tools. Evolution. That's why. And so you don't need a big yeah. way of moving stuff from one side to the other. Just with a bike and with having yeah. just a few tools, you can really move around yeah. it to express it. Yeah. As long as you know what you have to do, then you can prepare. It's just for a journey. You can, we mentioned before the Atlas Mountain Race or any other, whatever journey you want to take on the bike. You have to be prepared. You kind of know, you know more or less uh, where you're going to and what to what you have to bring you know there are like and this is this is also an exercise about it's a psychological exercise about possession like we tend as human beings to possess uh, many things and possess also people and I think the uh, the happiness we found it in the other sense it's like the less we possess uh, and the less we're attached to people and things uh, 
the happier we are. Yeah, I really love this point. Can I stress a little bit more on that? So sure. do you think that also... So you just explained me that the thing that you are doing pretty often right now is using paper. So drawing into paper, drawing on papers, and then uh, paste yeah. it to attach this around just to show yeah. to everybody how yeah. the paper and uh, in this case, your piece, your masterpiece, there is uh, ephemeros, so it can disappear. So is it that in this way you actually also tell people things doesn't last forever? It's better that you experience things than to own things. Does it make sense? It makes sense. That's exactly the whole point. And you just got it like 100%. That's okay. it. I don't have anything to add. That's perfect. That's no, exactly I really like, like this it. thing. Because, yeah. I don't know, I can take... If I go... I just go down a bit on the ground. But the thing that I do all the time, for example, for uh, my loved ones, my girlfriend, my family, yeah. whatever, I tend, for example... You know that there is this kind of tradition everywhere in the world yeah, that know. for yeah. birthdays or Christmas or whatever, you have to do gifts. And you usually happens that you do yeah. big things or stupid things that most of the time you don't yeah. use, do them anymore. The thing that I try to establish is that Try to give people experience, whatever. It could be a travel, it could be a musical instrument, it could be a course or whatever, because the best out of your self-growth comes from experience and not from owning a new bicycle, owning a new bag or whatever it is. And exactly this is the thing that seems like you are expressing as well from your art. So check the things and check them right now because it can disappear. And the most important thing is what you keep inside of you. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's it. That's exactly the spirit I live my life. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's go a little bit into your, uh, yeah, your installation, your expression, your pieces, the things that you are doing around, and let's match these together with, uh, with the bike. So you were telling me that now you own this cargo bike, and this is really an integral part. This is really a huge part of your drawing or your job of your arts, uh, yeah. because you actually transport with your with everything. You move with it, uh, everything that you need to paint around. Yeah. So do you think that this one is a full journey? So it's not only what people will see as a murales, as a paper, as a billboard around, but it's also for you to express and to show to everybody how you made it and how easy it is to make it with a few things. Can we go a bit more deep into that? Um, and why yeah. a bicycle, of course? Okay. And a cargo bike. Yeah. So it's like this. I think uh, human beings are energy and they need to move. We, with the time, we became too lazy to do uh, things. And that's why I believe bicycle is a great invention, no? Because uh, a bicycle can bring you anywhere you want or you get tired, you just push it. Um, cargo bike is a bike uh, that allows you to transport uh, many tools and uh, it's a working bike. I consider it a working bike and because for the city is perfect. Uh, so... I don't know, the, to my experience, like making long distances on a cargo bike with a ladder, with uh, brushes and paint that uh, drops everywhere uh, is not the best. I tried, but I think it's uh, like, it's better if you stay in the city, you know, or around the city or like, I don't know, you make also 
uh, up to 100 kilometers is perfect. Uh, so you carry everything uh, with you. Uh, you have no time. Uh, you don't have. You don't pollute. You don't. Uh, uh, I don't know. Buy fuel, but you buy food <laughs> because you need to eat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, it's a process. Yeah, it's part of the process for sure. Going there, seeing the spots, and going back, and do a lot of kilometers with the bike, and then unload it. It's like a. It's like you. It's it's like smart working. Mm-hmm. It's like you go anywhere and you work. I mean, you're working, but you can be anywhere you like. Yes. You decide. Yeah. You uh, bring all your office with you and all your tools with you and you can work from wherever you are. I really love, love actually the comparison between your kind of job with the cargo bike and the smart working thing. It's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah it's the same. Uh, that's your office and that's uh, what you have to bring with you and uh, like loading the bike is uh, a great effort unloading the bike at the end of the day after you've painted and you moved it around is also like uh, cleaning the brushes is also a big effort but you you do it and I don't know it makes me happy mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah. and um, I also think uh, th- th- uh that to make murals, uh, I don't know. There are some there are some years in your life that you can do it, and I would also say this is also ephemeral. So one day I will probably stop uh, uh, transporting everything on a bike and uh, uh, being in a place and paint there where I have to work or paint. For example, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm asking myself this. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you don't need to ask it right now. I think that everything that is going to come is going to come natural. Like it exactly. came natural, your your life like it is right now at the moment. Like it came natural to use a cargo bike to make your morales around. For sure. Exactly. So as we were saying before, it's important to live the day and the moment and appreciate the moment and the experience. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Also there, I was looking at your website. Oh, by the way, I don't think that I said that. It's lucadimaggio.com. And here there is kind of a list uh, of uh, places where you where people can see some of your pieces. And then here is written Tel Aviv, Hall, Leipzig, Chemnitz, Berlin, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. there any kind of, uh, I don't know, I would say experience or episode or... Just, I don't know, a way of working, different way of working and an inspiration that it's worth it to mention. Something like a great experience or something like this that <laughs> happened to you in these kind of places. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I used to get like involved in this uh, uh, mural uh, festival. <laughs> okay. And I used to go there and then end up living in the place where they invited me. So uh, I got invited in Tel Aviv and I ended up staying there maybe nine months. I wow. <laughs> I went to New York and I stayed one year and a half. Oh. Uh, yeah. So uh, I went to Halle for a street art festival in Germany mm-hmm. and I lived there for almost five years. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I had 10 years of my life where I couldn't understand and decide where to live and I was just being transported with the flow. And uh yeah, that was my flow. And now I've been resident in Milano for like five years, even though I bike uh, more long distances than before. No, So I take like a weekend journey 
uh, or two days during the week and I go somewhere by bike. I like to uh, leave the, my studio where I live with the bike and come back there with the bike. Okay. So, so what's, that's what you do. You just go out, for example, for a couple of days, for a long week and whatever, sleep outside, yeah. really to absorb, absorb everything that the nature can give you to get some inspiration. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or like I do different stuff. Like, I don't know, it depends how... Like I can camp, I can bring my tent and camp outside uh, or staying, I don't know, a few days uh, uh, around a place to uh, get to know it. So through cycling every day and sleeping at the same base, uh, mainly in camping or sometimes I can go to bed and breakfast. It depends. Okay. But I have the difference uh, between before and now is that before I used to be a nomad. Mm -hmm. uh, and now I kind of uh, I have not not kind of I have I built my studio within the years and the experience, and I'm yeah I'm resident here. How do you Milano. feel then now after traveling so much after being a nobody around Europe and around the world? How do you feel now to get that you got back to Milan and you live there? Um, well, my dream has always been to have a little house in nature, but mm -hmm. I think that it will come when it comes. I don't know when. Uh, as long as I can see the outside with a bicycle, I just do it. I, I just do this now. And then maybe one day I will move out. But I think uh, a city uh, is also important to uh, working-wise, no? Because, yeah, because I'm not the kind of artist that uh, stays in atelier like the whole day painting uh, canvases and stuff like this so uh, the social part is really important no 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 definitely and yeah. also it's always good to be close to yeah into a city and then you have your friends and then you have different cultural things that you can leave and yeah and then you can also have the relief of one weekend take your bike and leave the yeah. city uh, be around and enjoy real the nature because you're living in the city and the nature probably has a different taste than yeah i'm i'm, I'm always amazed uh, how in in 13 hours you can live uh, a place and being really distant far away from it or you can within the same hours go really distant and then come back again from where you live uh, from where you left and this is uh, i don't know I think it's really nice. It definitely is. Sorry if you heard myself making a mess, but I was looking exactly to that. I was looking for uh, the main page, the first page of the Alvento magazine number four. And then from there, I moved as well into your Instagram account and everything like this. And I can see that your character, of course, many of them are related to bikes, but there are many different, especially now for the portrait that you're producing in this period. And they are so diverse on one side, so cool and so intense on the other two sides. How do you choose your subjects, the subjects for, for your pieces? Uh, do you mean outside? Uh, I mean, everything that you, all the pieces that you're producing. How do you actually choose the people, the portraits that you are doing, uh, oh, the, the uh, people that you are presenting? Yeah, uh, it depends where I am uh, interested in that period of, of life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for example, I started the portrait series uh, 
uh, within uh, a, a little exhibition, a family exhibition we did uh, with the uh, Mogast guys. Oh yeah, that or, that that organized the Mogast, and I went to Berlin and I prepared uh, some some portraits and uh, and we discussed it uh, that the subject will be. Uh, cyclists from the 90s that they had weird faces and expressions and that's how the thing started and yeah and now uh, I continued uh, still the cyclists and but I don't know it depends what I have to represent now I'm starting doing uh, soon portraits on my characters on the on the bicycles outside because usually when I paint outside cyclists they kind of have a neutral face and now I will try to for my next projects to put some add some some characteristics inside. So the most important thing you mean is really the characteristic. It must be something special. So the characters, the faces. Uh, no, I'm, I get influenced, but also draw a lot of characters uh, without looking at any picture of nobody. And I think that uh, those are the ones that uh, uh, I like the best. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, I just put a picture that I found on the internet. I just leave it on the on the desktop, and then I just uh, pencil it mm. uh, on paper. That's it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. What about the places? How do you choose the places where to put one of your pieces? And uh, do you need some uh, special permission to do that, or you just do it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry for this question, man. Sorry. Really. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I like it. No, no. I always say that I ask for no permission most of the time. If it's if I want to work during the day and I see a wall that I fall in love with, and there is no rule for the wall, I just uh, I think fall in love with the size and the proportions and the place and uh, the the characteristic. Uh, so I come back many times and then I decided, and then I think, oh. Like one day I will paint it and then I end up painting it. So, and it takes maybe two years from looking at the wall to actually doing the painting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it takes uh, quite of a patient time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I would say I, I, not that I ask the permissions every time. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's already it's already enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, just the last couple of things I want to ask yeah. you, and I just want to know uh, if people recognize you because for sure your style it's pretty peculiar. It's yours. It's only yours. You can directly see that. But are you recognized around for your pieces that you live around the world? And is people writing you for that? Uh. uh recognize uh, there are like different uh, kind of recognition uh, yes how do you say that okay. it's really i can yeah. see yeah, yeah. recognize i don't know what anyway uh, <laughs> who cares we i think we understood no yeah, yeah of course so, of course absolutely yeah i think it's like uh, i don't know i would say i'm known in between the cycling underground industry and uh, because uh, i paint a lot on the bicycle paths for example going outside and uh, in towards the city mm -hmm. uh, i attended some 
uh, bicycle fair and uh, I don't know I I would say that I, I am I'm known mm-hmm. in in the among uh, people and places that I uh, I would say get along with so mm-hmm. I I live so it's like uh, cycling and and uh, and bicycle paths more than street art uh, festivals now that I'm, I'm attending less and less yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say, yeah, the best rec- recognition is for me <laughs> when I'm painting on the bicycle path, and the people say, "Ah, oh, Di Maggio," and I don't know them, and but because they know already, uh, they recognize what um, the the style, no. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this is the best uh, recognition for me. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Cool, Luca. I just have the last question for you, and it's about your future, the projects that you have in your future. Is there something already that you're planning or you will continue go with the flow? And when I talk about projects, it's about, of course, artistic projects, but also adventure projects. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I am attending the Italy Divide uh, in July. Uh-huh. And I'm looking forward because for me it's a way of uh, knowing uh, Italy much better, and on the bicycle with friends would be the best. Uh, and then going with the flow, meaning that I will continue making art, cycling, and uh, making projects uh, when they come. Uh, if if I mean if I found them interesting, so yeah. Perfect. Going with the flow. As usual. And try to stay yeah. as stable as possible, let's say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> to be stable, you have to have, you always have opposites and, you know, sides. So you always <laughs> jump from one part to the other part. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. And uh, you need also to be stable. You need also to be fast enough. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Luca. Then we will, okay, follow, thank we will you. follow you on. Uh, we will follow you and your cup number during the Italy Divide. We will follow you and your pieces. <laughs> no, please don't. We will. We will. I will. I'm not sports. looking for a result of time, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm just looking forward the experience. Are you doing yeah. it by yourself or you're doing it? No, no, one? with two friends uh, that uh, I do. Uh, I did some the the Friuli gravel together with that I found them there. I got to know them there, okay. and we're gonna see each other again for the Italy divide. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm super happy yeah. that it's gonna happen. Actually, this year is one of I don't yeah. know. I talk with a lot of people that they have done it, and uh, everybody told me that it's one of the coolest race that you can do, yeah. ultra endurance that you can do, and the places are amazing. You start from Naples, right? From, yeah, from, yeah, not exactly from Naples, from uh, Pompeii. Ah, okay, from Pompeii, even better. Yeah, they changed it this year. They're really happy about this. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then you will really enjoy a lot of different let's get. With, with which bicycle are you going to do it? With the TTC gravel bike, Flexi, which, uh, yeah, Perfect. it's a bicycle that, uh, uh, that I painted last year for mm-hmm. TTC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's well, my gravel bike at the moment. Perfect. Suspended or not suspended? No, no, not suspended. No suspension. Perfect. No. Uh, yeah, you're gonna enjoy that then. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs>
you've done it, no? No, I never, never. I never done any of the, the ultra endurance races because I have to tell you something. And I know that actually yeah. you can tell me, you can also make this thing without tracings. But per, for me, whenever I put a transponder on my bike, whatever it is, it's a Gran Fondo, it's whatever it is, my brain stops working and I cannot do it anymore i'm not competitive at all and when i see people that are competitive when i see this struggle when i see this kind of thing i really cannot do it yeah. anymore really i can tell you that 80 percent of the times that i uh i was uh chrono time that whatever i actually didn't finish the ride or the race because i cannot really do it i just like to go out and enjoy the things it's a limit of mine there is somebody who all the time will tell you i'm too competitive i cannot do this kind of things on and blah blah blah, blah. i am exactly on the other side i am really really not competitive at all and that's a struggle for me <laughs> but it's good yeah. i feel good with that so it's fine yeah exactly uh, you find your own balance with that uh before i used to be really i don't know competitive like uh, and now i am giving up a little bit that for and um in order to enjoy a little bit more you know what i'm doing mm -hmm. yeah yeah makes that's sense yeah, yeah yeah absolutely Cool, Luca. Then okay. thanks a lot. Continue thanks enjoy your lot. day and the sun. Thank you. You too. We are gonna talk super soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. Ciao. Bye bye. Ciao ciao ciao. Best of luck for your Italy divide, Luca, and thanks a lot for the lovely conversation. And please, everybody out there, remember to follow him on Instagram. Is Mr. M R Di Maggio, D I M A W G I O, Mr. Di Maggio. You will follow him there. On the Instagram. Otherwise, go and follow and have a look to his website that is lucadimaggio.com. And big shout out to Andrea who suggested me to make this interview. Thanks a lot, Andrea. You can follow him as well on Instagram. Is Il Girla. I L G I R L A. Il Girla. Yes. Thanks a lot for making all this thing happen. And all the time that you have any suggestion on people that you think I need to talk with in this podcast, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty open to spread a bit the scope of these talks because the bicycle is only the excuse and is the adventure of the way of living or the exploration spirit that really glues us all in this amazing adventure that we are doing together thanks a lot for all the inspiration that you are giving me every day just remember that if you want and if you want really to give me support the way that you can do is that you can do it is just follow me on the instagram for example calamaro cc and rate like subscribe and review the podcast in all over the internet you know apple podcast google podcast spotify wherever you find this podcast and if you want just send me an email uh hello at calamaro.cc is always i think feedbacks is always a good thing and anyway down below in the description you will find a way to subscribe to the podcast sorry to subscribe to the newsletter this week is going to be newsletter week again and you will find all the things that yeah, attracted me on this week and something cool that is going to come in the next weeks. That said, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.